to the hard line. Enter at your own risk. Cam Jansen, the former Mizzou receiver, TJ Mo, I'm Eric Messersmith. Mike Lombardi going to join us here in a few minutes, former NFL executive, and currently writes for TheRinger.com. We don't have him yet, do we, Rock? Okay, we're going we're gonna to get him here in a couple minutes. Donald uh, Donald Trump making news again, guys. Um, I don't even want to talk oh, about Trump weird. anymore. He, he called out uh, Jamel Hill. He supported Jerry Jones. I think we're going to turn, that off. turn that off, sir. I'm going to go ahead and turn it off right now. Who is it first? Now, now you guys say who it is. It's, uh, it's, it's Christina. That's what I thought. It's, How does she uh, just Mrs. not know? Does she Coleman. not know you work? Well, I had just called her to check on something during the break, and so she doesn't listen to the program, luckily. So <laughs> she has best. no idea when I'm on the air and when I'm not. So if I call Answer she, it, man. Mm, no, nah, probably not. John uh, would. I, you know, if I get her on the air, I probably uh, would. Can we, can we... Anyway, mm-hmm. Roger Goodell has sent a letter to teams, and he's saying that he wants players to stand during the anthem, and he wants them to, quote, move past the ongoing debate about the anthem. So ESPN's Adam Schefter obtained this letter. Goodell says he wants to include such elements as an in-season platform to promote the work of our players on these core issues. So it sounds like Adele is desperately reaching for some type of compromise here, and we'll see. We got Mike Lombardi on with us now, former NFL executive, writes for the Ringer.com on the Ryan Kelly phone lines. What's up, Mike? How we doing today, guys? Doing well. You know, Mike, I think a lot of people, at least I am, are tired of talking about the flag and the anthem controversy, but when when Roger Goodell's writing letters about it and Jerry Jones is talking about it and the president is talking about it, it's hard not to. I mean, at least mention it. People care about it. I don't particularly care that much about it, but people on both sides really do. And did you see the latest news that Roger Goodell has made clear in a letter to all the teams that he wants the players to stand during the anthem? And I'm just curious on your thoughts. Do you think we're getting close to having to be able to move past this issue? I hope so. I'm like you. I really am. I think that the issue is is clear that. There is the, the, the patriotic issue, and then there's the social injustice issue. And I think that those lines have come somehow come, gotten crossed. And, you know, just because we stand doesn't mean we forget about the social issues that have to take place in this country and repair and, and mend. So I think we need some form of leadership to, to be able to get this thing going in the right direction so that we can talk about football and not talk about things that are going on outside of sports where we get our entertainment not that we want to ignore things outside of sports and our entertainment that's what what i'm saying at all coach uh, i found jerry jones's justification for his comments pretty interesting he said i i just gave the players an out so now they don't have to decide whether or not they can they know that they don't play if not how do you think that plays in the locker room because we've seen jamel hill come out say the opposite at espn that now you're forcing the players to to, to pick either football or culture uh, how, how do you think that goes? I mean, there's a lot of different personalities in that locker room, and having a guy come out and say that, but, but how do you think that plays? I just don't know. I really don't. It's all locker rooms are going to be different. I think that, you know, ultimately, you know, there's a there's procedures that have to be followed. I know there's a guideline that came out that they want all the players to stay. It's been in the, it's been in the guideline book forever. And, you know, last year when Colin Kaepernick issued this protest. Nobody seemed to remember that that was in the in the code and conduct of players. Uh, 
uh, and it kind of like became it mushroomed. And I think that there's a reason for to kneel and there's a reason for being patriotic. And I think both of those lines have gotten crossed. I just don't know how it would play into the locker room. I really don't. You know, for me, I, I don't talk about it on my Twitter feed. I, I want to talk about football. I want to talk about the things that we look for for football to gain our um, – you know, why we go there and to get some relief from what's going on in the world. Not that I'm trying to bury my head in the sand whatsoever. And I think sometimes we get caught up in that. Like, just because you don't talk about politics in your sports doesn't mean you're burying your head in the sand. It means that there's a place for, there's a time and a place for everything. Let's talk about some football, Mike. The big news of the day, the Cardinals have traded for Adrian Peterson and cut Chris Johnson. So, Peterson, a little disgruntled, it appeared in New Orleans, is now off to Arizona. What do you make of that deal? Well, I think now you finally, the Cardinals are trying to do the, you know, trying to re- retake all the old running backs and see if they can retire as Cardinals. <laughs> you know, they had Emmett Smith at the end of his career, and now they have Adrian Peterson at the end of his career. Look, I, I don't see how this works. The Cardinals' offensive line is bad. I mean, they just don't block very well. They don't have a running game. It's not because they don't have a running back. It's because they can't open up holes, and I think that once Peterson's in the game, you'll see less of a running game. I mean, the first two weeks, uh, two years ago, before the injury, when he was in Minnesota, he averaged under two yards a carry. I mean, that sometimes the name of Adrian Peterson is wonderful, and he's had a tremendous career, and I have nothing but great respect for him. But everything comes to an end, unfortunately, and I'm not sure he has much gas left in the tank. I think this is a completely desperate move by the car because there's no way they could see the tape and think, oh, wow. He's, you know, if they thought this was a smart move, they would have signed him in the offseason. Mike, all I read this offseason was how good Peterson looked in camp. I mean, I, we went through the whole thing. They said, man, it really looked like he has a resurgence. Do you think that's yeah, overplayed? I never, 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 ever, ever buy that. You know, <laughs> I worked for so long for Al Davis that you're trained to believe the opposite of what's coming out of camps. It's the propaganda machine that happens, you know, and you, if you fall trapped to it, you know, unless you see it with your own eyes and see it on the field and you can understand it, there's really, it's all just, it's all posturing to hopefully get a trade. And then you hope people just create the mythology that goes with it. It's a, it's, it's, it's a fascinating tool used, and I've never bought it. If he was having such a great camp, you know, they wouldn't have to talk about it. It would just be right there on the tape. Uh, that's interesting. The, uh, a team that we did think that was going to be very good this year, I picked them to win their division, was the New York Giants. They have been awful. Uh, they cannot protect. They lost four receivers, two of them for the season, obviously Odell Beckham Jr. and Brandon Marshall. Both had surgery. Where do they go now? And, and I mean, uh, you look through their schedule, I did, without any receivers, with Eli Manning looking somewhat pedestrian. He's looked awful over the year, uh, the last couple of years without OBJ and an offensive line that's not particularly good. They they may end up with a top pick in the draft. Oh, they're going to. I mean, this is this. They need to start the rebuilding now. I mean, they need to have an intervention and stop trying to kid themselves that because they have Eli, they need to keep competing. Even last year, you know, you talk about not having Odell Beckham. I mean, they averaged 16 points a, a game, and Odell played in every one of those games last year. This has not just been a fender bender. This hasn't just been oh, we just it's a bad year for us. This has been going on for a while. They didn't evaluate their team correctly in the off season. I know they went to the playoffs but they truly were going to the playoffs because of what they did defensively, not what they were doing offensively when you score 16 points a night. And so they need to really have a a sit down with their own self and say, you know what, we need to figure this out. We need to, you know, maybe we should time the trade, Eli. We need to rebuild this team. And the longer they wait, if they continue to keep 
going forward and not doing it now and thinking they're going to get one more year out of this team, it's only going to be five years of heartache for Giant fans. Mike Lombardi joining us, the former NFL executive. He writes for TheRinger.com. Let's talk about my Steelers, Mike. It didn't go well Sunday against Jacksonville. Roethlisberger threw five picks. He said after the game. They were all bad. Yeah, they were bad. Now, one of them, Juju Smith-Schuster fell, but it was still a bad pass. And after the game, he said, maybe I don't have it anymore. Now, he's since backtracked and said, I'm really confident. I'm still one of the best in the world at what I do. What do you make of – because on paper, and look, I've watched this team for years, this is as talented a Steeler team as they've had in years on both sides of the ball. But on offense especially, it's just not quite clicking. Well, I, I think Roethlisberger just isn't the same player that you're used to seeing. His his throws, I mean, if he was a baseball pitcher, you know, and if we had that gun out there to clock his fastball, his fastball at one time, say it was 95. Now it's about 84. It's 83. He doesn't drive the ball. His lower body, you can see he hasn't worked in the offseason. And when a player's contemplating retiring, he doesn't put the effort in the offseason that he needs to. You can just see it clearly in how he's throwing the ball. Some of those interceptions, he can't drive them. You know, he doesn't have the same skill set that he had five years ago or even three years ago. He doesn't make the loose plays. And remember, this was a guy that made a living on trying to make plays when the play broke down, and he was great at it. And he's going to go to the Hall of Fame because of it. But he doesn't have that same skill set. They need to run the ball. They need to go back to old steel of football. I know they've got great skill players, but they were running the ball. You saw the game. They were running the ball effectively on Jacksonville, who does not have a very good run defense. And yet they tried to become a bubble screen team. They're doing everything in their power to kind of protect Roethlisberger because they know he can't drive the ball down the field. And now I think they're going to regroup. I think this was a this was their intervention game where they say, okay, fine, this is who we have to be. We're going to be more run. We're going to be less trying to force the ball down the field. And we're going to try to convert some third downs and win the game up front and try to play good defense. And maybe they could. I mean, look, if Roethlisberger doesn't play in that game, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville threw for less than 100 yards passing. You can't win games in the NFL throwing for less than 100 yards, but Jacksonville did. Coach, do you think we're starting to see a, a turning of the leaf here with quarterbacks? I love studying the quarterbacks in the NFL. It's my favorite thing to do, watching why guys succeed, why they don't succeed, whether it's the coaching uh, with Sean McVay and his changing of Jared Goff. Uh, I love studying them, and, I, and I'm looking at, at some of these teams. Carson Palmer is older. He contemplated retirement last year. We just talked about Big Ben. He's about out of gas. Eli Manning is about out, out of gas. Drew Brees will be 39 next year. Tom Brady's 40, and, and I see these young guys – uh, we're talking about Jared Goff. Uh, you go through some of the guys, Dak Prescott. Do you think we're we're sort of seeing it? These guys that we've been used to now for ten years. I mean, we're talking about guys that that came out in two thousand, two thousand four, two thousand five, and have dominated the league for years. Do you think we're seeing a passing of the guard here? I do. I think I think that, that draft class from '03 it's it's over with for most of those guys. I mean, they might be able to squeeze ten more good games. But when you look at Eli, when you look at Phillip, and you look at that draft class, and you look at Big Ben, who I didn't think was really fading as quickly as he was until I watched that Jacksonville game, you realize, I mean, Carson Palmer, the same thing. Drew Brees hasn't been the same. You know, they've been effective. He's been making yards, but they haven't won a lot of games. Not, not always his fault. But I do think if you're going to get older, you have to almost be like Tom Brady. You can't lose your lower body strength. Why do you think baseball pitchers run in the outfield? because they want to maintain their leg strength. And when quarterbacks lose their lower body strength and they can't drive the ball down the field, that becomes a problem. And Phillip Rivers can't drive it. He can't move very well in the pocket, which has caused some problems. 
Same thing with Big Ben and same thing with Eli. And then just look at their average per attempt. I mean, when you just study that on some of these quarterbacks, you say, wait a minute, they're just not there anymore. They're not making plays down the field. It tells you their eye level is looking at the rush, and it tells you they don't have the lower body strength. So we have Jared Goff, we have Jameis Winston, we have Carson Wentz, we have Dak Prescott. I don't know if I would put Jared Goff in this elite young quarterback class. I think he's played two really good defenses and struggled, turned the ball over against Washington and against Seattle. When he has to play fast, Jared Goff, to me, can't really do it. When he can play against the zone and is protected and he's got time to be a good quarterback, I think he can. But, you know, it's a difference between playing good and playing fast. And I think he can play good. He just can't play fast. Oh, that's interesting. And, and then I would also group in uh, Derek Carr and, and Marcus Mariota and those guys that I listed. Wh- who of them do you think has the, the brightest future? I think Wentz does right now. I mean, Wentz is big. He's hard to tackle. Can't get him on the ground. He's, you know, he's done a remarkable job of converting third and long like I've never seen before. He's got a gun. He's improved his accuracy down the field. He's really become a different player. I mean, Mariota can't stay healthy, and when he does stay healthy, he can't throw the ball accurately over 10 yards. That's a problem, and it's caused a problem for the Tennessee offense. Now, they haven't done a good job of getting great players around them, but their offense, even when he plays, has been somewhat pedestrian. He's kind of got a rep for him. I think Winston needs to stop turning the ball over and really focus and trying to get, you know, play consistently well. He hasn't done that. The consistency in Jamis Winston don't always go hand in hand. He's a little like Phil Mickelson. I mean, he can bogey three holes in a row, and then he can birdie the next four and, bo- and eagle one of them. You know, he's, he's so inconsistent that it drives you crazy. But, you know, some of these young quarterbacks are going to grow up, and they're going to have to learn that they ought to play consistently. I think Wentz right now looks like the best of the young quarterbacks. I think Deshaun Watson. I think he looks like one of the better young quarterbacks in the National Football League, along with Dak Prescott. While we're on the quarterbacks, Mike, I was watching the, the Green Bay and Dallas game on Sunday, and, and I've, I've been saying for a couple of years now that I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback ever. And he's not the most accomplished, obviously. That would be probably Brady, uh, maybe Peyton Manning, or, or going back further, John Elway, you know, somebody like that. But just in terms of in their prime, who was the best that I've ever seen play the position? I think it's Rodgers. I'm curious who, who it is for you. I mean, I think he's remarkable. I, I don't know what Jason Garrett was thinking, you know, because if I would have lost with 35 seconds on the clock and my team was 13-3 and three, and I lost the whole playoff game, I don't think I would have slept much of the offseason. But the one thing I would have done is I would have swore on my grandson and I would have swore on every family member. There was no way I would ever give Aaron Rodgers the ball back with any time <laughs> left on the clock. <laughs> and yet, my man Jason Garrett, Mr. John, John Walsh himself there, uh, uh, just basically just went ahead and did it anyway, you know. And so, he's, you know, I know he went to Princeton, he's got a beautiful mind, but I mean, sometimes he makes some decisions that I just really question, and I think that was one of them. To give him the ball back with one timeout in a minute five, as Belichick would often tell the team, we deserve what we got, they deserve what they got. No, I'm, I'm curious you say that because didn't and re- refresh my memory, but didn't Dallas go on like a they got the ball with about eight minutes left and they went on like a six minute drive? Do you think they could have burned even more time off the clock? Well, they sure did. They had a second and one. Green Bay had one timeout. They had a second and one with uh, and they threw an incomplete pass in the end zone, which gave them another time. So if he quarterback sneaks it there, lets the clock run. McCarthy's got to use his final timeout. Gets the first down. Now he's got three plays to get a touchdown. Has to score a touchdown. We know this. This is important, right? But, you know, he could have milked some of the time, and I think he had two objectives. The first being we got to score a touchdown. The second being we got to take as much time as we can off the clock. 
and I think that's what he should have done. And, you know, once he scored a touchdown, he knew he was only going to need a field goal to tie him, so he had to be really careful and delicate there, and instead he gave up a touchdown and lost the game. All right, Mike, and I got I got to press you on this. I know you worked with Brady, but if you had to take one quarterback in their prime, who would it be? Uh, I think there's no doubt Brady's incredible. I mean, he's a winner. He understands. I mean, when he gets to the line of scrimmage, that's when the game starts. You know he can put you in the right play, put you in the right protection. He's very careful with the football. He doesn't turn it over. Aaron Rodgers is remarkable. I mean, Aaron Rodgers now finally has a running back at Aaron Jones, who I thought was still the – in the fifth round for them last year. I think he was a great running back at UTEP that blew his knee out as a, as a sophomore and came back and played as a junior, kind of not 100% healthy. Now he is, and I think he's going to help them a lot. When they give him some weapons, I think Aaron Rodgers is dynamic. Yes, he is. Another guy that has been dynamic the last couple games was Cam Newton. I know they played the Patriots. That defense looks atrocious this year, specifically in the passing game. And then they played the Lions, who don't have an outstanding defense anyway. But this is the first time since his rookie year that he's thrown for 300 yards in back-to-back games. What has changed for him? Well, I think they've been playing decent. Uh, I think there's a, there's a perception and then there's a reality. I mean, this is the number one team. They were fourth in the league going into the Patriot game. Uh, in, in third down offense. They control the football over 34 minutes, which was the best in football. They and the, them and the Eagles control the football the best. And they've got a uniqueness to their offense where they've got some skilled, quick players, and then they've got these big receivers that are hard to match up on. And they're a challenge because if you have little corners like Malcolm Butler trying to cover Devin Funches, it's a problem. Even though you have them covered, they're still open because of their size and they can out-rebound you. So this Carolina offense is really good. I think it's taken a little bit of time for Cam to come back off the shoulder, and he's proven that he's now healthy. I think this is a really good football team. They don't give up big plays on defense. They're outstanding in the red zone on defense. They keep the ball away from their opponent because they control it. They're very good on third down. That's a really good recipe to win a lot of games in the NFL. Mike, before we let you go, we got a question from the text line. Our texters have names uh, that, that, we get, that they give themselves. So this is from the South City Stoner. I'm not going to make any comment on that. He says, who was a bigger loss for their team, Beckham or J.J. Watt? Uh, J.J. Watt, without a doubt. I mean, that losing J.J. Watt, first of all, people don't understand the Texas defense is all about their front. Their secondary has been very marginal for the last three years. Even though they've been great on defense, they win with their front. And losing Marcellus and losing J.J. Watt really hurts this football team, and it really puts them – I mean, if they – you know, they finally, get a, they finally get a quarterback that can give them a little bit of offense, and now they lack defense. It's just doesn't – the timing hasn't been right for Houston, but Watt's a real hard loss for them to overcome. Is, is, the, is this man any, any – any, does he follow uh, Southside Johnny, or is he a different Southside – the Southside stoner, huh? Yeah, um, South City stoner. Yeah, he's uh, – South City, okay. I don't know much uh, about him. Well <laughs> – Southside Johnny was the band in Jersey before Springsteen took over. Okay. Okay. Mm. Uh, Really last question for you, Coach. Uh, Do you think thus far, and I know it is so hard to tell early on with quarterbacks, uh, but Brian Kelly kind of tried to warn everybody that Deshaun Kaiser was not ready for the NFL. The Browns went ahead and drafted him anyway, and he gets benched this week. He has not looked good playing that position thus far. Does it look like the Browns whiffed again? Well, look, the two of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL, Carson Wentz and, and Deshaun Watson, by QBR standards at ESPN, I'm not always agree with that, but they're the two of the top five players so far quarterbacking. Watson's the number one QBR quarterback in the NFL. The Browns, those teams used the Browns pick to pick those players. Wentz was selected by the original Browns pick, and this 12th pick overall was, was traded. 
traded to the Browns, and the Browns traded to the Texans so they could pick Watson. So, look, the Browns deserve what they get. They passed on these quarterbacks. They passed on a boatload of them. I don't think Kaiser's going to be anything better than, uh, you know, what I, it's going to take him some time. His accuracy, his ability to control the football are not very good right now. It's going to take him a long time to be a player. Mike, thank you so much for the time, man. We appreciate it as always. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Bye-bye. Coach. Mike Lombardi joining us on the Ryan Kelly phone lines. He is a former NFL executive for several teams, including the Patriots, and also writes now for TheRinger.com. Pretty amazing what he said about Watson. It is so true that if you miss on that guy, and you you never know for sure because a lot of guys obviously picked in the first round flame out, but when you don't try to get a guy and, and and you pass it up, then it's hard to feel a lot of sympathy for you. Like you have to fire the bullets, and and it may not work. You may not get the guy, but if you don't even try with one of those high picks, and you you need a franchise quarterback, you you it's hard to break out of that cycle. Uh, it's interesting because we have a, a case study, and that is the Washington Redskins. They did fire their bullet with RG RG three traded half their roster and all their picks to the Rams. What they give them six picks and three first rounders, and they whiffed. And then they won the division two out of the next four years because they had a guy that they found later in that same draft, third or fourth round, Kirk Cousins. So you don't have to hit that. That, that I think that is the the myth here is that oh, you, if if you miss, it sets you back four or five years. It only sets you back four or five years if you continue on with that guy and say, well, we're going to stick with him. We drafted him first. We're paying him all this money. Well, now you're not paying him all this money because they have that rookie scale. You're only paying him. Even if he's a top pick, you're not paying him. Uh, yes, you were screwed with Sam Bradford, paying him $80 million. That sets you back that far. But now it doesn't. You can whiff on that pick. And then when you realize he's not the guy, cut him loose and go get another guy. And then cut him loose and then go get another guy. You just got to find the guy, and you have to fire your bullets until you do that. And the the teams that have which it looks like maybe, I mean, look how well Alex Smith is playing, but when you have Pat Mahomes back there, he looked incredible in the preseason. Maybe, yeah. they, did, maybe they did find their guy. When you, when you do have guys like we've talked about, Indianapolis did this, where they had uh, Peyton Manning for years, and then they went straight to Andrew Luck. If you can keep a quarterback, you can be competitive through that entire time. I know there's been injuries, but you just got to find that guy, and the Browns are the one team that have been incapable of finding a guy for 20-plus years. If you're looking to fire your bullets in gambling this weekend, TJ, where should you go? I would go to mybookie.ag. If you're watching the games, it's time to start making money. MyBookie is the industry-leading website that hooks you up for all your betting needs. And with their great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you can bet with confidence. Your team doesn't even need to win. They just need to cover the spread. What are you waiting for? Lay down some cash and win big today. Or if you know your team sucks, do yourself a favor and bet against them. If they lose, you'll make money. And if they win, you'll still be happy, Cam. You just bet against the Blues every time. Either way, you win. That's a good idea, It is a good idea. Especially Uh, tonight. Our our, um, South City uh, Trash. What, what is South it? South City grimy? No, no South grimy City white South trash. City? Is that what we call Tim McKernan? Yes. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He, is he, white he trash. calls that emotional. He calls himself that. Emotional risk management. That's <laughs> what he calls that. Uh, let's see. Where you bet is important as who you're betting on. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out yourself. They have in-game live betting and a mobile site that makes wagering on the go easier than ever. You can also check out their online casino if you'd rather play just a few hands of blackjack or roll the dice in Craps, join now and MyBookie will match your deposit up to a 100% bonus. Use promo code RADIO to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You win. Wait, you play, you win, you get paid. Now, don't listen to Eric. 
Eric is mm, never right. I'm only three things. games behind you. That's a lot of money. <laughs> that is a lot of money. Uh, Cam, <laughs> the pressure's on, buddy. Yesterday yeah. you nailed the Telemordu live read. So can you do it two days in a row? Uh, rock, stare at him. Go ahead, buddy. Uh, God, you have an audience. Oh, Jesus. Um, for the, the those for those that make the corner of the world a little more the world. For those that make their corner, the corner's theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Start again. Start again. <laughs> for those, uh, for those that make their corner, for those, oh God, you, you have me it. up. You Stop, have it. man. Okay. For those that make the corner of the world, for those that make their corner of the world a little more interesting for us all, there is only one drink that will do, and that is Telemore Dew, the official Irish whiskey of the Hardline, a whiskey of true character. DJ glasses up to DJ. Glass is up to responsible drinking. Good lord! Wow, I should I, I shouldn't have put you, the pressure on you. When you guys look so at me like yesterday. that, I'll free you. It's intimidating. It, it is very intimidating. I don't, I don't know. We need to go back. I don't know if you nailed it yesterday. I wasn't paying attention. I don't, he you did. Might have said, if you no, do it fast enough, enough, you can't tell. Oh, yeah, that's that's if the way you do, do it fast it. enough, you can't tell. Mm, but if me, I do it that me fast, that means I'm pretty good at it anyway. Call me DJ. I call you DJ. We're not going to clip that one. Or BJ. I'm not playing any music. Not today. Did you say BJ? What does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean? Could be a lot of things. Benjamin Joseph. Hour two of the hard line coming up after this. 590 The Fan, 1057 HD2FM at InsideSTL.com.